We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Time is limited, so text the word LABOR to 323232 32 now. Text LABOR to 323232. You can make the right decision right now and get lasting relief from that awful joint pain for 2024. Don't go another year compromising because of that pain in your knees or your shoulder. Call QC Kinetics now. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative non-surgical pain relief. The future of pain treatments has arrived. This is revolutionary treatment that can get you moving again. No drugs, no surgery, no downtime. Get your life back. If this is the year you decide to fight back against that pain, all you got to do is call QC Kinetics. You'll get a free consultation on the calendar today. Just make the call. 312-809-5955. 312-809-5955. Call now. 312-809-5955. Lowe's knows pros want savings now. That's why as an MVP's Pro Rewards member, you get volume savings on orders of $1,500 or more at the Pro Desk. And there's more. We've lowered our prices on select top products like electrical wire and drywall, so you can get the job necessities for less. Because Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. In-store only. Exclusions, restrictions, and more terms apply. Details at Lowe's.com slash terms. Subject to change. We're for Washington. We love Febreze's new scent. Refresh and energize. So much we made a song about it. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. This is Chicago's number one and most listened to sports station. 670 The Score is Chicago Sports. Chicago Sports is The Score. WSCR Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The Score! Jared Payton. I hear my name again, and I'm like, who's calling me? So I look back. At the people working, and it's not them. It's this guy that's sitting down right by the door, and he goes, Jared, man. Man, I love you on the score, man. So awesome. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm going to be on at 9 o'clock. Tune in. The son of sweetness. One man, one career, one team for 200. Walter Payton. 13 seasons for duh, these. 
Deanna. Who are the Chicago Bears? The Bears, yes. Sports anchor for WGN, former running back great. Peyton again, already two touchdowns. There it is. There's the touchdown. The Jared Payton Show today. Jared Payton with Mullin Ha on 670 The Score. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Always fun to talk to our friend Jared Payton, and he joins us now on The Score Hotline, powered by IBEW Local 9, Chicago's original powerhouse since 1892. Good morning, Jared. How are you? I'm doing great, fellas. I didn't get a chance to leave the house. It's too cold today to go get my <laughs> my drink from Starbucks. But uh, smart man, yeah, smart man. You know, Hall. You know how I am, man. It, when it gets this cold out, I'm I'm staying inside for a little bit. Yeah, South, South Florida, and, and I'm out. I'm good with it. But there is a moment where I say to myself, and it hasn't happened yet because it needs another maybe week and a half. But I'll get to the point of why do I live here? What are we doing? You do get to a point if there's one of these, uh, you know, whatever they call it, uh, polar vortex, where you just wonder, why did we choose to live here? I I was walking out of WGN last night, and the wind was just just whipping my clothes around, my everything. Like, I had my jacket and my coat, and I'm just, I said that already, Molly. I was like, <laughs> why am I here? Why? So true. Why? But, hey, listen. Life is good, and um, family's good, and everybody around me is good. So, got nothing to complain about. Sometimes you ask that after a bear season, too. What am I doing here? <laughs> so, Jarrett, when you look at what happened over the weekend, a lot of entertaining football. I'm just curious, from your perspective, what was going through your mind as you saw David Montgomery score a touchdown for the Lions and as they you know, won their first playoff game in 32 years, and he was a big part of it and a big part of this season? Man, Dave, he's he he's an amazing young man because um, just watching his game and how he's developed and and as a running back man, my eyes are always you know focused on, on that position throughout the game and to see what him and Jameer Gibbs do together as that one-two punch is just is is special. But the way that David plays the game, it's uh, relentless. And people always talk about sometimes with him, he doesn't have that top speed, but. Man, he's got football speed, and that's what I I truly love watching him play. And he can he can put a team on his back. He can carry the ball how many times you need him to, and I, I just love his ability when he gets down by the the goal line in in those short yardage plays. He finds a way to be able to get in, and so he's one of those guys I always root for, no matter where he goes. He had a Bears jersey on at one point, but I will always root for that young man. He. Uh, He's very locked in and focused, but a big reason for the success for for that Lions squad, man. They got a ground game. They got an offensive line that can that can control the game when they need to. So the Lions are favored over the visiting uh, uh, Buccaneers. I think they're favored by six, something like that. And then the Packers are at the 49ers, and the Niners favored by 10. But if the Lions win as they're supposed to and the Packers pull a miracle, we're looking at an all-NFC Central championship game. What do you oh, think? Oh, man. Come on, Molly. I mean, <laughs> think about just just That would be a disaster. That, would, that, that right there. I mean, for, for, for Bears fans, Dave, I mean, I, it's funny that you asked about David Montgomery. I thought you would come out the gate and ask about, you know, Jordan Love and, and that Packers squad, but – 
man, could you imagine what that would be? Because I was talking to Bears fans and just they were all saying the same thing. Like, man, great football, but just hurts watching, you know, watching the Lions be successful, watch the Packers be successful. And I, like, listen, I understand it hurts, but dude, this is who you got to compete with. You know, this is this is where when you look at this division, you got to be able to compete and be able to, uh, you know, find ways. And especially when you look at the quarterback position, that's the to me, that that's the crazy part, because going into the season, the conversation that I was having was was Justin Fields, the best quarterback in the division. And now we look at it where we where we sit right now at the Bears sitting home and and both uh, Green Bay and the Lions still in this thing, it's uh, a lot of question marks. And I, I didn't think it would be that way heading into the season. And just to look where we are now in in, in this postseason, it's crazy to see how things have, have, have kind of changed and how the, the narrative has changed, especially here in Chicago. So as you watch Jordan Love as a first-time playoff starter, first-year starter, mm. do what he's did against the Cowboys in the second half of the season after you watch CJ Stroud do what he did you know against the Browns in his first playoff start as a rookie Jarrett I know you are a big Justin Fields supporter and I respect the reasons why but when you see that kind of success at that position does it what does it do to your view of what the Bears should do at that spot you know what Dave it doesn't change I mean I'm I always give props to watching these young men, you know, do what they need to do and, and see what CJ Stroud has done has been phenomenal. I mean, that's just something that we really haven't seen before from a, from a rookie quarterback. And so that, that right there is it's on, that's on a different level. And to see what Jordan love has done, because I always gave him props. I, I, I knew that there was something there and, and, you know, we've talked about this and how, um, the development of quarterbacks, especially the way that that Green Bay has done it over year after year after year, it just goes to show you that they really did feel something special about him that he 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 had to learn, but they he also had to take his game to the next level, and he's been able to do that. For me, it doesn't change anything about how I feel about Justin Fields. It does bring to, I think, to existence in my brain where it's like I could see for. Ryan polls what it does for him and where he where his mind is at of, of seeing the success of these these younger quarterbacks to what he has in house and how that can maybe alter his decision about moving forward um, as you go into this draft process and you and you and you look to see what what you have I mean you Dave you said it again this morning when that guy was when that guy called early before you guys had on coach Ronstead and you were just saying like we're well, gonna pass over number one pick again I mean, I could in his head, I can see that being being part of the process, and and also too, just talking to people around the league that I'm close to, and someone, a guy that I, I'm not going to mention names, but a guy that I really respect in the NFL, who's been in the league for a long time, uh, been a part of a lot of draft processes around the league uh, in the league uh, with a certain team on the West Coast. He, we were just talking and saying that, man, it's it's crazy to think about how what. Justin could be and what he like his abilities and what he could could be but then also as a as a GM when you are these GM jobs don't come around that often you're trying to keep them and savor them for as long as you can that the most likely of talking to him he said man there's no way that in my opinion he said there's no way that you could see the Bears 
or Ryan Poles not saying, listen, let's restart this clock over again with a young quarterback because you, you, you're, you're putting, you're putting your chips all in either way, but least with a younger quarterback. And we all know this. It just, it just buys you a little bit more time. Yeah. And um, I think that there's also the kind of um, great player available thing, whether anyone wants to accept it or not, you know, Caleb Williams will be the obvious number one overall pick by the time the process is completed. And I think that there'll be a lot of people that would be interested in trading for him. I heard your guy, Mel Kuyper, say that uh, Justin Fields might be worth a number eight overall pick for Atlanta. I, I have a hard time seeing that, but it underscores that you can get something if you trade him. Well, I think Atlanta is the would be the most desirable pick for for Justin. Just looking mm-hmm. at what they have offensively, and John Robinson and him running RPOs. I mean, <laughs> I, with for some Bill of those Belichick, other offers, yeah. With if, if Belichick <laughs> was there, I mean, to me, that seems to be like the best fit for him. And if that if if he if they decide to move on from Justin and. That would be scary. I, I wouldn't want to see. And then if what I believe, and Dave, you know how how strongly I believe in him, that they could be he could be something if that was the case in 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 Atlanta. So if I was Atlanta, I'd be on the phone call on the phone trying to figure out what the Bears are doing because um, that offense could look scary down the road. Jared, when you look at the list of offensive coordinator candidates, the Bears have begun to interview. It's five deep right now, and it's going to be longer obviously, but do you read anything into the backgrounds of these guys? Do you read anything into who they are and where they came from in terms of giving you some clues in terms of what they want to build and maybe who they want to build around? Yeah, I mean, some of them, the the, the Greg Roman uh, conversation, is it sparked something a little bit. But just, man, I was this morning, I was just looking at what Des Bryant was saying on, on, on X, right? He's like, he basically said, like, Every wide receiver, he he like quote tweeted something saying every wide receiver on the offense better ask for a trade. When and I and I and he said I warned you and that scared me a little bit. I'm like whoa whoa what's what's going on here? Um, he must know something more than I know. But uh, on the flip side, the Shane Waldron stuff, I'm I'm still kind of trying to decode all of that. My uh, one of my my best one of my best friends from the University of Miami, Clint Hurt, defensive coordinator for Seattle Seahawks. He was, he's been with him. I put in some calls. I haven't gotten to him yet because I want to really dive into what he feels and what he knows. Cause he's, he's been around him. And uh, until I do that, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say much, but once I get that word, I definitely will report back to you guys. Yeah. I I'm fascinated. Cause Greg Olson is another guy from uh, Seattle. He's their quarterbacks yeah. coach. So, you know, you look at the list and as David says, it's still, incomplete but it's going to be interesting to see how you know how the coordinator they hire would would be with Justin Fields versus Caleb Williams and is there another quarterback they like a lot you know JJ McCarthy came out I think on Sunday and and Williams on Monday so I don't know. I, I don't know yeah. uh, who they like or who they don't like, and it would be very interesting. To You would think that they'll come out of the draft with a quarterback. You just don't know. You know. I mean, I'm, obviously, we know who the obvious guy is, but you never know what they're thinking. 
No, you never know, Molly. And I, I really, I'm, I'm intrigued because I, I want to know what those conversations are, are like and how they're having these conversations with these guys and how much, you know, Ryan Poles keeps a lot of stuff close to the vest, how much he's really letting out, or I know he's probably asking a lot of questions, but do, are you, you know, how are you going about the process? Cause you have a quarterback that you could possibly could keep, but you're also in the process of scouting these quarterbacks that are coming out of the draft this year. And so how much is polls keeping close to the vest when it comes to these interviews with these guys of, but also sitting back and probably letting them talk about their ideas for option one or option two, which to me has to be very, very interesting and probably mind boggling for, for Ryan polls and his staff to, to kind of figure this thing out. Jared, I know you tweeted about this and it's not football related, but you are a uh, Chicago sports uh, icon and you've been here all your life. And so Friday night at the United Center, unfortunate booing of Jerry Krause during the Ring of Honor ceremony and um, certainly uh, no place for that. Just wanted to get your opinion on that. And, and do you think it's too much to ask for people to refrain from such uh, reactions when, when they're in that kind of situation? I mean, that's something that, you know, I, I would, I would never do. So, I mean, on the flip side, I can't, it's hard. I know when people's minds got refreshed when it came back to, to seeing the documentary and, um, you know, just the, the way going about it for, for Jordan to be able to, you know, kind of put this out, put it back out there. And I think people, sometimes I look on the flip side of how, how it all went down uh, from, from, on the bull side of it to also the fans and all that to me there's there's ways that maybe this could have been avoided mm. um but anytime we got to show respect to people man like oh. it just it, it just gets to me i i understand that as as sports fans we we love to be able to you know show our our when we're upset about something or uh, when we have an issue with something, I, I get all that. But when we're giving respect to people, man, we got, we gotta, we gotta be better. Like we have to, like we have to be better. But I have a, I also have a bigger, I, I needed Michael and Scotty to be there. I needed, I needed them to be there and it just didn't seem right. And I kept saying to people who were calling me that night, asking me, you know, if this was a flip side and the bears were doing something and your dad was alive, would he be there? My dad would not miss it. Anything to do with his with his team if he had the ability to be there and i think it, it was just a, a weird night because we want to celebrate some of the great things that we've that we were all able to see with our own eyes and to not have those guys there was it was disheartening man i was kind of like what's going on and i know there's issues i get all that but still man it's there's so much that that that, te that that team and that organization did in the 90s to be able to celebrate a lot of greatness in this city and what we're about. And I think with the booing of Jerry Krause and and seeing his wife, which which mm. really hurt my heart, man, like mm. that hurt my heart because I try to I try to put my mom in that situation. Right. Like my, just me and my dad. I know my dad's a different level, but I, I'm thinking about just if she was there on a night or if my my me and my sister were there celebrating my dad for something and someone did that to us like what would how would we feel and um it was heartbreaking for me and so as chicago fans uh we just got to be better we we have to be better and man I, I see the reason why man we 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 haven't won anything in a long time and and, and there's we got to we got to got to be graceful and respect 
in respect of the people, even the people that maybe we have issues with. And that's just the way of the world, not just in sports, but in everything that we do. Amen to that. Uh, amen to that. Charles. I'm sorry. That's I hope great, it all no, came out. I, 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 I well done. Well there's, yeah. there's a, there's a, there's, a, there's just a lot there, man. It, yeah. It's a lot there. I like, agree with you. Everybody it hurt my heart too. I, I mean, yeah. it's just, I, I keep saying we're not that town. We're, you know, we're that's not, not like us. that. That is, that's not, not that Chicago. is not us, I know. man. Like, but apparently it who, is. And apparently I, I, there's I, a mob mentality that takes over at different situations. People just aren't thinking. And I'm with you. I, well, I said up. to David, I Molly, wish Molly, we Molly. had cautioned people. Molly. Hey, whatever you do, make sure you're cheering for everyone. I don't know. Molly, listen, that it might be us, we but we're better it. than that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We're, we're, we're be- we are better than that. It might be who we are, and like what, but we're we're better than that, man. This city is the best of the best, man. And when it comes to a sports town, there is no better sports town in the country. Don't you can't tell me anything different. So let's we 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 just have to be better. That's what I'll say. Good stuff, Jared. Great stuff, Jared. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you guys. That is Jared Payton. You know, I wonder if anyone would call in if we asked them why they booed. To defend booing? Well, why did you boo? Why did you boo a, a man who was the architect of the team and has passed away? Why did you boo? Yeah, I don't think there's any defense for well, it. I'd, but I'd if love people to want know, to explain if it, someone yeah, wants to great. tell me why they did that, you know, you're anonymous. Tell me why. I, I'd just be curious to know what got into you or, or why you thought that was the right way to go. 312-644-6767. I doubt that anyone will have the stones to take credit for that. But People I'd be may very call curious. in to defend the act, but if you actually did boo on Friday night, let us know why you did that and what your defense of that uh – response was it's mully and hard chicago sports radio six seven of the score we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. He was a six-time NBA champion, two-time NBA executive of the year, represented by his wife, Thelma, basketball Hall of Famer and former Bulls general manager, Jerry Krause. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We're uh, we're asking to hear from someone who booed, just to hear right. why. Yeah. And um, That was know. from Friday night. Yeah. Obviously, Neil Funk. Great to see Neil Funk. Yep. A lot of things that were very memorable about that night in, in a good way. Phil Jackson sure. being emotional, Ron Harper, Steve Kerr, all those things. I was there, and I can tell you it sounded louder than what we just heard. It did sound loud in the building. It sounded like there was a reaction maybe you didn't expect. Maybe that's why it sounded louder because you're right, Molly. I did not anticipate that. Right. Or we would have cautioned people. Please don't yeah. do that. Yeah. And I think maybe, you know, it could yeah. have been have avoided or Bad mitigated moment. by showing Thelma Krause first on the big screen. 
you could make the argument, but still, I don't understand. We don't understand the reaction to the late Jerry Krause being booed for a ceremony celebrating the past. 312-644-6767. Let's try Jay. He's on the road. Hey, Jay. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Yeah, you know, I would say I don't understand it, but we can understand it. And you, you were there. I was there as well. And I didn't boo. I was saying, oh, come on, you know, he put the team together. But then they showed Thelma, and she was waving her hands like, oh, stop. And it was, it was horrible. It was sickening. But coming out of, the, of uh, you know, the last dance and the way that people felt about it, and even just I think it was a bad show that the Bulls put on. Mm-hmm. You know, putting it in on, a, on a, a, a Friday night in January, you know, you could anticipate whether it would be bad. And then – the hype behind Jordan and Pippen uh, being there and Rodman being there and then kind of being crushed on Wednesday when we hear, oh, you know, he's not going to be there and hearing that audio on Thursday, they, the fact that they even put it out uh, in advance, the, the audio, it was just, it was uh, upsetting the whole thing. And let me tell you, if I was one of that uh, member of the team sitting on the floor, it's kind of embarrassing for them the way they did it. I think the Bulls deserve a lot better. I, I think the fans expected a lot better. And then it was kind of comical that they didn't even put them up on that ring of honor. Like after halftime, the ring wasn't showing like, and I've been going to these games. I've been a season ticket holder 15 years. I couldn't even pick out what was the new, uh, a ring, if it was the third level or if it was the first level, and then they didn't even put them up there. So it was just, it was all a joke, but it was a bad show of the fans to, to keep booing once Thelma was shown. Um, it was just pretty sad. So Thanks, uh, that's all I got. Thanks guys. Let's try. I'm sorry. No, I, I think that he makes some valid points about the execution of the of the ceremony. Right. I, I think that when you look at bad the, the 96 team not being introduced, I get yeah. it. Michael, Scotty, and Rodman not being there diminished maybe the moment, certainly for fans. None of none of all the things you could point out about the flaws in the execution of the of the ceremony, though, excuses the lack of civility or respect shown for somebody who passed away seven years ago and was last working for the Bulls over 25 years ago, get over it. I bought some guy's air miles once and went to Australia, and it was like a 36-hour flight because we stopped every 10 minutes. So I have no idea how long Luke Longley flew, but he was there. You couldn't give him like a standing O? You couldn't have him stand up? I mean – how many of the starters were actually there? He's one of them, and Harper. he was he was Ron missed. Harper. And Ron Harper, but how many how many guys yeah. shouldn't he have gotten introduced? I don't know. It, it would have helped maybe also uh, salvage some of the moment or take advantage oh, of the time in, that they were on the floor. Steve Kerr, not a starter, but certainly one of the more popular members of that team, and what he went on to do as a coach was there and wasn't introduced. And he came. He came. Out afterward and, and good for him. Oh yeah, he said he what was he said. Class. Stacy King said he what he said. Chastise fan. Stacy King chastise fan. Did what did Barkley I, say? Did Barkley? Uh, let's listen to Charles Barkley. I want to be very careful here because you know Chicago. I love that city, but what happened in Chicago the other night was a disgrace. It was a the, flat out disgrace. The booing of Jerry Krause, the his, late Jerry Krause. The booing of having that, that, his yeah. wife cry like that. 
that was wrong on so many levels. Michael and Scotty and Dennis not showing up, that was wrong. It was a complete disgrace to the legacy of the Chicago Bulls. They are a, they've always been a great, great organization. But to, 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 for that thing to go down like that, not to have the greatest player in your organization there and won six championships and Dennis and Scotty and... First of all, they, I don't even know why you would put 100 guys in the ring of honor anyway. That's just stupid. But what those fans did to Mrs. Krause, that was not cool. And we, as we they, they owe that lady, everybody involved that owe that lady an apology. Whether you like Jerry Krause or not, that man's dead. Rest in peace. His wife is there. And y'all made that lady cry. And that was total BS. Wife, kids, grandkids. Yeah. That was wrong, Very man. Nice. To have that lady crying like that, that hurt my heart watching that yeah, thing. It was. It was painful. And, <laughs> and yeah, again, that's not an indictment of all Chicago fans by any means, but those who Boot. chose to yes. go that way. Yeah, I'm with you. And thanks for bringing that up. That was TNT's. Well put by Charles Barkley. No question. And it doesn't speak on behalf of all Chicago fans, but unfortunately, it, it puts that moment in time I can't remember anything in Chicago, Chicago sports fandom being at an event where that was any more memorable for the wrong reason. And, and I, I don't think, Dustin, we've got calls, but we don't have anyone admitting to booing, right? I just wonder if you're out there right now listening and you hear this, do you regret it? Do you regret your action in the moment? And I hope so. And I hope that's, why you're not willing to call in it, and deal with it. It was reminiscent of, we were getting a texter that, and somebody also referenced this over the weekend, October 6, 2007, and that was when the Blackhawks home opener against the Red Wings, a moment of silence for Bill Wirtz, and the crowd reacted in a similar fashion. So I guess you go back, that was 17 years ago. Uh, it was similar to that. It was just unfortunate. DeMar DeRozan, Molly, didn't even know Jerry Krause, and he spoke out afterward in the Bulls locker room after the loss of the Warriors. It's just wrong. Scott is in Chicago. Hey, Scott. Uh, hey, good morning. I was at the game, and I didn't boo, and I was there with my son, who's in his mid-20s, and there was so much about the evening that I needed to explain to him because, you know, if you're under 35, you're not going to have any recollection of any of this. And um, I do hold the Bulls responsible because, you know, usually you discuss things ahead of time. Whoever was in charge of the TV pictures showed her not once, not twice, three or four times. So they weren't prepared. The Bulls organization never discussed the impact of the last dance. People booing, there were people under 30 booing. Don't even know anything about the story. So. The, so it's basically you watch that documentary. That's and, it. But and you feel are, like Mike didn't like the guy, so I'm That's true. It. Okay. But are you holding the Bulls responsible for somebody else's disrespect I, I, and, and I idiocy? Think, I, I think I, I don't, I don't, in retrospect, you should have been able to predict that. I told you. I feel awful that we didn't say that day, hey, if you go to this thing, whatever you do, don't boo. Don't boo Jerry Krause. His 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 widow will I, be there. I do too, but I, I, I don't think it would have any impact. I, I don't think. Uh, I think if one person just said "shush," 
uh, it would help. I don't know. It's, it's the I world mean, we live in. Look, I know. You're, you're, I know. Under, you're under 30. You also know, you know Jerry Krause is not alive, right? Do you have to, like, I don't know. have a certain, be of a certain age to show some respect for the dead? I mean, that, that come on, that's a cop-out. Yeah, younger fans weren't around for them. They're about, following Last Dance. Come on, people. About, it's not hard to be kind or respectful. Yes. It just isn't that difficult. How about when someone is gone, you know, understand that. Let's try Patrick. Patrick is uh, is on the score with Molly and Haw. Gentlemen, good morning. And I think uh, I'm going to put a little blame on the media here. Um, the well-known public ridicule of Michael Jordan and Pippen of that man going back, you know, 20, 30 years ago was well known. Um, it was uncomfortable even to read about it back then. And so I'm calling out uh, Pippen and Jordan right now. And, uh, you know, they made it public. Uh, and, and and the fans took the cue from, from those two gentlemen. And uh, I'd like to see your response to that one. Yeah, well, I thought Charles Barkley went after Mike a little bit. I'm worried Michael's not going to talk to Charles now. Oh, no. Look, Scotty Pippen and Michael Jordan could have cast Jerry Krause as a villain as recently as last week if they wanted to. The fact of the matter is, when you have a ceremony honoring somebody who is no longer with us, you don't have to say a thing. You don't have to – the world's going to be okay if you don't boo and voice your displeasure – what do you gain from that? What do you gain from disparaging the dead? I just think it's ridiculous to hold anybody else accountable except for the clowns who were booing at that moment and misrepresenting Chicago and, and really creating a stain on, on sports yeah. fans in the city. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, you know, we talked about this before it happened, the idea that, you know, I, I, if Jordan doesn't show up, well, then what's the point of having the thing? Then the thing's a failure, in my opinion. Scotty and Mike not turning up. Dennis Rodman, I don't know what he had going. I mean, he's not the most reliable guy, and I don't mean that negatively. I just mean he could have been doing anything. I, I don't hold him to the same rules. But Mike, you know, it was a nice little thing he taped. Um, there There is an issue with Michael and Scotty, and it's not – it isn't limited to their, you know, issues about him, about Scotty not getting all of his due and he feeling like Michael shouldn't have mentioned the 1.2 seconds and all that. Oh, there's a family dynamic in play there's here that everybody understands right. what you're talking about. And, and that's, that's but, also probably a contributing factor. But none of that, none of that still excuses what happened. And that just... It's all part of part of why last Friday was probably not the best time for any of it. Yeah, and Michael, um, we have a guy telling me, oh, they don't talk. He and Barkley haven't spoken in a while. That's what I was referring to because Charles kind of made a comment about Mike being a bad executive, and they that ended that. Their friendship pretty much ended over that. Um, look, I, I mean – I just honestly, I, I would say if you were there and you were booing and you don't feel like you want to brag about that, just feel some shame, regret it, take it into account, think about how you feel now. If you're too afraid to call in, that's fine. You don't have to. You don't. I don't need you to publicly confess, but I would hope in your heart 
you would uh, you would feel bad about doing buying that. a ticket allows you to do a lot of things and entitles you empowers you to react the way you want if your team is losing or somebody's playing and lousy. I don't think it empowers or entitles you to do what what we heard. Yeah, it's, there, there's that's that's not what you get when you buy a ticket. All right, we got uh, Dan and Lawrence. We'll talk to them next. It's Mully and Haw on the score. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.